Hi again, everyone. Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. We've got a star-studded lineup tonight. We got former WCW World Heavyweight Champion Vince Russo. Yeah, and, baby. Yeah, and he's back. And former WWE and TNA superstar Matt Morgan. Hey, hey Matt, not on? not for anything, Matt. How many championships wow. you ever win, Matt? How many? <laughs> I I was I was WCW champ. How many championships? I'm just curious, bro. How many, Matt? To the viewers watching the show, watch how easy this law pass is for me to slam dunk all over his ass. Oh, With boy. you booking, Junior, zero. <laughs> Bro, you want to get dressed before the interview? Vince, <laughs> right, like I said earlier, before you do anything like me at all whatsoever, you'd be dressed in the same way. All right, let's go, Raj. Let's go, Raj. <laughs> Never mind the grays in your hair. No one's looking. All right, let's go, Raj. <laughs> all right, we got Yeah, I mean, we got a ton of stuff to cover. Uh SummerSlam. Uh, after that, we'll t- we'll talk a little, a little bit briefly about NXT and, and UFC 202. But first, to SummerSlam, uh, right off the bat, uh, guys, just overall thoughts. What do you guys think of tonight's show, uh, Vince? I'll shoot it to you first. Well, you know, I I know we'll get into a match by match, but you know, Raj, I say what I say at every one of these pay per views, man. I these Raj, and I'm not saying this because Matt's on the show. You know, I've said this a million times. The animal of a professional wrestler. There's something about once they're between the ropes, I've never seen people just work so hard in my life. I mean, professional, as I've said a million times, if there's five people, 50 or 50,000, they always bring it. Every single match across the board, everybody brought it. If guys aren't supposed to be at that level, they're not going to be at that level. So that's why I don't get into the matches. But where the disconnect always is for me is there's not enough story to have me emotionally invested. So I'm sitting here and I'm watching great matches and great athletes, but I, re- I don't care who wins the match. And, I mean, that's, that's what the whole night was for me. The, the guys, the gals, they tore it down. Uh, they left nothing out there. But with, with lack of, you know, emotion and me caring about anybody and me caring about stories, it didn't matter to me who won or lost the matches. Yeah, it's kind of like the, the point I made in the past where, I could, you know, you could watch two great actors – uh, but after a while, if they're just acting for the sake of acting and there's no story, it, it gets old. Um, Matt, real, real, real quick, philosophically, we could talk about that all night. I agree 100%. Like, uh, who gives a crap about a match whatsoever if we don't have a rhyme or reason to see two combatants go at it, right? I get it. But if you paid attention to Charlotte versus um, Sasha tonight, there was some awesome storytelling and build up to that match. And more importantly, in that match, the smallest of little facials that, that Charlotte was making throughout the entire match um, the angles the cameras were taken on those. Not something you would have seen at TNA, that's for sure. Um, the, the zoom in, that's not a shout out Vince. I'm just saying in general, it's, only, it's a WWE quality type shot that only yeah. they're able to capture. Zoom in on the face right at the right moment when Charlotte's flipping her lid that she can't win the match. Um, she's not, you know, she's better, she's superior. It was a really good story. Yeah, but Matt, again, this that goes back to, and I said that, that goes back to the performance. That, you know, like, you know, the producers and the writers are not saying in the back, okay, Charlotte, do this. Yes. And so right. that that's the performance. Right. That's under the umbrella of performers. Right. And that's what I mean. You know, the they're, they're there because they deserve to be there. But it's – and I, I, I do agree with you, Matt. I do disagree with you, though, bro. There's, there was no buildup in this match, you know. They're both the better wrestler. That was the buildup. That's the buildup of every match. 
I thought it was Charlotte thinking that this chick wasn't on her level. Well, that's that's basically what I'm saying. And I know we've seen that a million times, you know. Yeah. Okay, real quick, let's get, let's uh, let's kind of run through the kickoff show here. Um, the show opened with the Usos, American Alpha, and the Hype Brothers against the Vaude Villains, the Ascension, and Breezango. Vince, this is kind of what you were talking about with just a match thrown together, no real rhyme or reason, no real reason to care. Uh, American Alpha, uh, they picked up the win, and the Usos and uh, and the Hype Brothers, they kind of teased uh, a little bit of a heel turn with the Usos at the end of the match. They kind of stole the pin and and were kind of you know away from the other baby faces. Uh, you think it's time for the Usos to turn heel? Uh, Matt, what did you think? I don't think, honestly, anybody cares. No disrespect. Yeah. Um, like Ben said earlier, everyone out there busted their ass. But, again, I, I don't care, no offense, again, to anybody in that match whatsoever. And it's a shame because America Alpha, if done right, phenomenal tag team. Phenomenal. Entertaining as hell. They're good on the mic. They're funny. They're witty. And they're badasses in that ring. We're not seeing that. They brought them up with nothing and just threw them out in the middle of the ring with no, with nothing, nothing to sink your teeth into whatsoever. It was, it's a waste of time, and I'm annoyed I watched it. Yeah, you know, you know what it is too, Raj. I mean, Raj, like legitimately, man, and Matt knows we've both worked with them. Legitimately, bro, Samoans are freaking badasses. They, I mean, like they'll they'll kill you. They'll they'll bite your face. Like I've never met a freaking Samoan that's not a badass. But you know, it's the stereotypical Vince McMahon. Oh, if they're Samoan, we gotta put white face paint. We gotta put face paint on them. The whole nine yards. Freaking! They had an opportunity to make these guys badasses when they were mm -hmm. backing up Roman Reigns, and they failed to do it. Just make take off the ridiculous paint, the freaking neon colors. Make these guys legit badasses, bro. They probably could take ninety percent of the roster in the back. Freaking make them badasses. Yeah, and I think it's time, and hopefully that is the direction that they're going because it looks like they're they're trying to do something. But I I, I agree with Matt. I I felt like. Um, American Alpha and the Usos both felt like lesser stars just being a part of this match. Yeah. You know, like it kind of brought them down. Yes. Uh, but hopefully they kind of segue and, and have them uh, doing their own thing. Uh, next, we had another match just kind of thrown together. Sami Zayn and Neville against the Dudley Boys. Um, they, they're continuing the, the angle of the Dudleys, you know, not being on the same page. There was a miscue that led to uh, the Dudleys losing, Sami Zayn hitting the Huluva kick on on uh, Bubba Ray, and then that was followed by the Red Arrow for the win. Uh, Vince, you you booked the Dudleys before. Uh, you think uh, you think a breakup uh, would be good for them right now? I I I'll be honest with you. God, you know, Raj, I don't know. They what they brought them in for, I thought was a tremendous idea, and I don't think they used them for what they brought them in for. They have so many young tag teams and that was the idea bring them over let them work with the tag teams let them teach the tag teams let them put the tag teams over that was the idea somewhere that went awry and 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 it blows my mind because you got the same situation Raj you still got young tag teams in there I mean my god why, why don't you book these guys with the vaudevillians and let them make the void you know the, the vaudevillians no no so like I if they break them up I mean they've Totally now gone away from what they brought them in for a f in the first place. So I, I don't know, bro. I just, man, it sounded like a great plan when they brought these guys in, but man, they did not stick to it at all. Yeah, Matt, Matt, what do you think? 
here's the big glaring omission that no one's uh, alluding to. This is t- this is the Dudleys. This is the one tag team that is supposedly the most decorated, the most you know, the best one of the best tag teams of all time. This is not the tag team that has miscues with one another. Okay, this is not the t- this is not the team you do that with. Okay, again, that that's on the booking once again. This is the one team that does not. You throw a clothesline and his opponent duck and he and then Devon takes Bubba's face off. That doesn't happen to the Dudleys. That's what makes them special. So now you're you're making them look like a bunch of bubbling idiots in there and taken away from what makes them who they are, which is the best, most dynamic tag team, you know, uh, rope to rope that there is. And for them not to get an entrance last week was disgusting. A disgusting display of respect, a lack of respect, and it serves no purpose. This is this is a future Hall of Fame tag team, and to answer your question, if you do break them up, I, I part of me wants to see it because I know what Bubba can do, mm-hmm. and holy mackerel, is he money as a heel? Hey Matt, can I ask you a personal question? Sure. Did you get shoulder implants like Kim Kardashian got butt implants? I'm just break the scoop one. Hey, listen, Raj is nice enough to bring you on the show, and me too, by the way, because I'm a mainstay with Raj. We're nice enough to bring you on the show. Give Raj a scoop. Did you get shoulder implants, bro? This is the guy who left you high and dry to go run his own podcast and hang with his little lackey. Drum roll, please. Disco Inferno. All right, let's go, Raj. What's next? I'm not. AKA the biggest I'm not going to get into. I'm not going to get into any shenanigans. I do got to say, Vince, though, with your mustache, with your mustache and the uh, you got with the whole little French goatee thing, and you're not wearing the uh, the beanie. Let me get. I think that'd go perfect. I might have the beanie here. Can I ask a question? I'm gonna have the beanie right here. Hold on. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Uh, you know, you know, uh, Bubba Ray Dudley had a fantastic run in TNA as Bully Ray. Uh, it, I just don't know if WWE would allow him to be that character. Uh, you know, I, or if they did, it would be a very watered down version. I'd love to see it, right. but but yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll just have to see. The next next up, uh, the first match of the Best of Seven series uh, moved to the pre-show. I'm sure just to whoa, 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 time off. out. What the hell is this, Raj? What's that, Raj? What is your oh. your boy? What is your boy doing? Uh, what's Jesus. next, Raj? What's the next match? Raj, and I preface this: your what boy. What, what is he doing? Oh man, I didn't this. I, I, I did not need to see this. You can't unsee this. Oh man, this is devolving quick. All right. Uh, so the best of seven series, we had. Uh, I'm charging you an extra twenty five dollars for this, Roger. Oh, man, strip, right strip. What's next, Roger? A strip what's show next? with the a strip show with the podcast. The guys, guys that are listening to it are gonna have to catch this on YouTube because uh, you you can't make this up. All right. So yeah, so we started the best of seven series. Uh, Cesaro versus Sheamus, a match that was moved to the pre-show. I'm sure to piss off the internet wrestling fans. Um, and then Sheamus winning on top of that, winning uh, fairly clean. I, yeah, actually, it was completely clean. Uh, Matt, what do you think? What did you think of this? Very, again, very hard hitting. Um, you have friends that make fun of wrestling, let's say Raj, mm-hmm. and they say it's all fake. It's all it's too scripted. These aren't guys that really, you know, they really don't hit each other. Show them a Sheamus match. Show them a Cesaro match. And then show them Cesaro versus Sheamus match. Those two beat the holy hell out of each other in a safe way. Um, but uh, entertaining nonetheless. Love the uh, innovative uh, missed bicycle kick into the grapevine. I've never seen that before. Um, I've worked Kurt Angle. We've tried to think of thousands of different ways to, to take a bicycle kick and make it different as far as missing it, if you will. Never thought of that. Um, that was really impressive. The whole match was impressive. Um, should have been on the card, and don't 
think for one second that those two weren't offended that they went on the card, and that's what they went out and put on that match that they put on. Yeah, Vince, what are your thoughts? Uh, Vince looking like he, he just came from the set of Oz. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look at you, Matt. You look at you. Yeah, you look like this at 55. You come look, check me out. Hey, Raj, you and I never get to do the uh, we never get to do the the uh, the Raw Weekly. You know, every week, and I I do miss that. But Raj, be honest with me, because bro, I know you always try to toe the line. You know, and, and that you know that's yeah. kind of your role. I get that. But Raj, when when Shane McMahon dropped the bombshell that these two are having the best out of seven, come on, what was your knee jerk reaction? Be honest, bro. What was oh, your knee jerk reaction? No, we t- we talked about it. It's just it was just it just felt like they had nothing for these guys, so it was a way to get them on oh, TV for the next. I mean, they've already had two matches. This was the third. They're probably gonna have six more. That's Ten matches, and it doesn't mean anything. There's, and you know, me and Matt were talking about this. There's no prize at the end of the tunnel for whoever wins the series. I mean, Crazy. at least have some sort of prize at the end. But yeah. so I, I, I know your thoughts on this, Vince. But yeah. uh, if they threw this on your lap and say, "Hey, this is this is what we started. Uh, what can you do with this? What would you do?" Yeah, but you you has there has there ever been a story with either one of these guys? Because I know I missed a couple of years when they came aboard. <laughs> no, I'm being honest. Like honestly, like when they when they first came in, did either one of them have a story, or was it was the story where they're from? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, yeah, Shams would say Seamus Versino, but it's pretty about where Seamus was from, and he was, yeah, I mean, yeah. Just, yeah, a, a, yeah, just a story, just something. I mean, just give me. I mean, some maybe somebody's job is on the line. Maybe it's that simple, you know. I mean, you know, Matt. We used to have the uh, the briefcase. If you got the wrong brief briefcase, mm-hmm. you were fired. Maybe it's something like that. I don't know, but you're actually going to ask people to watch. Just think about this, because I always say that they're, they're suiting their niche market, and they forgot all about the casual fans. Right. You're you're uh, you're honestly going to ask casual fans to watch seven matches between two guys. Without a story, and there's nothing on the line. I mean, wh- why would any casual fan on the planet watch watch the match? Why? Vince, leading into this, we were saying on the Raw uh, post show podcasts that before they even announced the best of seven, that they could not done any more to diminish the importance or the meaning of either Sheamus and right. Cesaro. And right. then we learned the following week that they're doing the best of seven, like. It's can like a rig. Hey, Matt, can you imagine? Matt, listen, I know you fell a little into this too, which blows me away, but I, we can't get into it here. I know a lot right. of it was political. But can you imagine? Matt, you, I'm, I'm asking the wrong guy the question. Let me ask you, Raj. Can you imagine <laughs> when you have two guys this size and you can't figure out what to do with them? No, I mean, why are you in the wrestling business? Roger, no, I got to pull my shirt on because I'm freezing. Oh, please, please. <laughs> it's a little too much skin for me right now. But, uh, yeah, man, it, uh, it, it, uh, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it's just, it, it doesn't seem like it'd be that hard, especially when Cesaro already got himself over and already yes. said he was on the cusp oh of becoming God. a big star. And just to, to come up with ways to knock him down, it's not, it almost feels like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, in any business, if you come up with an idea or something that's working, wouldn't you put all your, or even if you didn't want to, if you didn't intend for it to, if it starts working, wouldn't you want to put all your resources to get it over further and, yes. and do everything you could? And then you look into on. a star, do what you can with it, and not try to knock him down because you feel it's not the right guy. 
and steal the credit for it at the end. How hard is that? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like you meant for it to happen, like Daniel Bryan. I just, I just want you to know that uh, the real reason I put my shirt on is because Matt texted me and said I was making him look bad with my 55-year-old muscle. So I just want to let you know that. Okay. <laughs> but you know what? I, I could almost, you know, Seamus comes across as very, to me, he comes across as very one-dimensional. And and let, let's face it, he, Raj, how long has Seamus been there? Oh man, it's it's I been think since '06, '07, maybe. Yeah, he was there in the ECW days, so. So you're talking a good decade, a good ten years. Wow. He's yeah, so, yeah. So that I mean, that might have won its welcome, but God, I think you could do so much with Cesaro. I mean, bro, why why didn't they go all the way with the James Bond gimmick? You you know what I'm saying? Do vignettes, put put hot girls around them. I mean, God, just be creative a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And. Uh, so they've been kind of the so Vince real quick and we'll move we'll move a little uh, faster with the main card but I want to ask you um, actually we'll, we'll we'll get to that in a second uh, let's let's go to the the opening match on the pay per view it opened had a real quick glitch I didn't at first I thought it might be uh, a, you know on purpose to lead to something but it wasn't uh, then you had Enzo and Cass uh, opening the show against Jericho Enzo and Cass over as hell in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, Enzo quoting Biggie, uh, and uh, Frank Sinatra, you know, just had had the crowd eating out of their hands for that whole opening promo, and uh, he had the match. Jericho pinned Enzo for the win. Um, uh, Vince, uh, shoot it to you first. What did you think of this? Well, there's two things I really that's really starting to bother. Well, the first thing that's really starting to bother me because it's kind of coming routine. We're, we're, we're going to beat Enzo every week. You know what I mean? We're gonna beat the small guy every week, and we're not gonna. That, that that's that that's that that's they're gonna kill the guy. They're gonna kill the guy. And their theory is he's a great talker. He's bulletproof. You're not gonna hurt him. Well, I would agree with that if he's been around for five years. The guy's been around for about five months. And the second thing is, I, listen, I, I'm I'm all about unpredictable. I mean, I really am. But when you've got sixteen thousand people at the Barclays Center, you know they they they're the home team. You wanna you wanna start the night off with a huge pop, you know what I mean? So like I I could understand if you know okay people didn't see the yeah, air they're gonna put Enzo and Kaz over because it's Brooklyn I get it but when it is the first match at SummerSlam you gotta start off with a bang if it was further down the card okay but my God I don't know why they didn't put those guys over. Yeah, it. Uh, I mean, they're on hot act. It, this is their. They're the biggest event that they've been at, and to and to beat them uh, just seems like a weird choice. Matt, what do you think? Sometimes predictability in wrestling is not a bad thing, and this was an example of it. Mm-hmm. You know, Hulk Hogan did the same move every single night, and guess what? Every single roof off of every arena always blew because they paid to see it. Tonight, people paid to see those guys go over. I'm sorry, and they blew an opportunity with it. Yeah, yeah, it just it just didn't seem to make any sense, and it, it just seemed like one of those cases again. These guys are getting over. You see it happen time and time again, where these acts start getting over, and then they beat them in their big match. So, uh, just uh, just an odd odd thing. Uh, and then next we had Sasha Banks defending the WWE Women's Championship against Charlotte. Uh, she won the title just I guess it's been what, three four weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's had one win on TV since she won the title, mm-hmm. uh, and then dropped it tonight. She. Sasha, she just didn't. She didn't look that happy coming out. Now there are reports that she's injured and she's taking some time off. She's actually 
off of the WWE house show schedule uh, for a month. Um, was this pre-match knowledge or post? Well, it so she was moved off of these shows before, like over the weekend. Okay. Um, and then it just came out like an hour ago that uh, she might be injured. So, yeah. you know, I, I reached out to WWE. Hopefully I'll find out more. But... Um, yeah, it 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 was a it was a weird match cuz there were parts of it that I thought were very good, but there were parts mm-hmm. of it that were just scary as hell where it looked oh, like they were God, like about yeah, to die. Watch. I mean, yeah, there were man. I mean, Sasha's neck was she was like dropping on her neck or did moves like where, you know, she could have landed badly on her head or, you know, she like did a friggin' like, sidewalk slam off the second rope and was hoping that she was going to hit the turnbuckle and rope somehow with that girl who's like 5 foot nothing. Yeah, Matt, did, yeah. did you see that gimmick move? And I'm bad with names, you guys, and I know you'll know. But the gimmick move off the top, yeah. head first into the mat. Like I was watching this, and I'm like, are you, are you freaking kidding me? Do you? I mean, Matt, you know. I mean, bro, you're you're a centimeter off from spending the rest of your life in a wheelchair for what? Yeah. I, I mean, are you freaking kidding me? You're gonna go. You're gonna. You're gonna go over that spot in the back, and somebody isn't gonna say, "Hey, wait a minute, guys. If you miscalculate this by a centimeter of an inch, Sasha's gonna be in a wheelchair for the rest of her life." Mm-hmm. That was insanity, man. You know what I think's happened, Vince? I think that this whole women's you know, wrestling re- uh, you know, revolution or whatever they're calling it is. These girls want to keep raising the bar each and every, but they're doing it through their work in the ring, which, okay, I can appreciate, so can you. But what they're completely missing the boat on, why are we getting away from the characters and the entertainment aspect of it to continue developing this revolution? It's not just one-dimensional in the ring. That's the only way we can lead this revolution. Well, you know, Matt, let me tell you what's pissing me off because I was always in the corner of the girls because they always felt like the second-class citizens. So here's what's happening. This is what pisses me off, Matt, and I think you can appreciate this because I've said this a million times. So the girls, their mentality is we're going to go out and we're going to steal the show. We're going to do better than the guys. That's yeah. their menta- That's the mentality of every girl in wrestling. Yeah. I don't care what they say. But here's the problem. You have agents. And I remember, Matt, I was a writer, not an agent. And a lot of times when you guys had your, your match laid out, I would ask, okay, what are you guys doing? And mm. when you would tell me something, as a fan, if something sounded dangerous to me, I would say, you know, are you guys sure, you know, you want to do that? So, yeah. like, that's what pisses me off. When they're going over this match, there is an agent involved. When you have young girls, Matt, that want to steal the show and they're young and they mm-hmm. don't know any better, somebody's got to protect them from themselves. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that's what pisses me off. Somebody's got to make sure these girls are safe and protected from themselves, that move could have freaking crippled her. And especially if it's known that she's injured going in. Ridiculous, Raj. Insanity. To to back Vince up here on this, um, me, 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 TNA, me versus, we had a match, me versus Abyss, and I wanted to do a moonsault off the top of a cage. Um, It was like my first big pay-per-view match, really, that I was going over in, and I wanted to make it mean something, you know, but I'll never forget it. Vince was like, the minute you go up there, you're done here. You're not going up there. You're not doing any of that. We don't need you to do that. That's not the story here tonight. And when I was still somewhat in that space between being too young and still coming into my own, 
You know, I'm glad he did that. You know, but again, yeah, and, and not only that, and you're Matt Morgan. Look at the size of you, bro. At least right. before you got a little bit of cushion. These girls are five foot nothing, bro. There's yeah. nothing between. I mean, but that's where that's where I hold the freaking agent responsible, man. Because the, they'll they'll go out there and they'll do anything. Somebody's yeah. got to be level headed and say, you know what, you might hurt yourself. Let's do something else. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was insane. Uh, then the title change, um, I mean, what did you guys think of that? Was that the right move? I don't know because if they're – I don't know the situation of uh, how hurt Sasha was going into this match. Yeah. Obviously, it was the right move now because she's definitely hurt after that. Um, yeah. But let's say that didn't happen. She wasn't hurt. I, I didn't see this tonight. I did not see Charlotte coming out winning. Um, I thought it was way too quick to take the belt off of uh, Sasha. I do like the smaller baby face chasing the bigger champion. I do like that story, the, you know, face chasing the heel, but they had that, that ship had sailed, you know? So um, I didn't see this happen. And ben, Vince, Vince, how do you think Sasha's been booked since she won the title? Well, you know, again, you know, Raj, and this isn't just a, a Sasha thing. They're, they're kind of doing this across the board. They, they just think by people winning matches they're going to be over. You know that that's what mm. they think, and that's that's. This is what I know about Sasha. I'll be honest. With you. How long has she been on TV now, Raj? And Raj, I I did watch Sasha in NXT, so I've been watching her for maybe two years. You know what I know about Sasha? I know two things. She's the boss, and Snoop Dogg's the cousin. That's all I know. I I don't I don't know anything else about this girl. And she, of course, she's a great wrestler. But 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 that's what I mean. But here's another thing, Matt. You'll appreciate this. This is freaking starting to drive me crazy, guys, because it happened about six or seven times tonight. Have you ever seen an MMA guy nearly knock out a guy and the guy stood back up and the MMA wrestler that knocked him out had a look on his face like he was about to cry? <laughs> If I would have saw that woman, like I, right. this, this is where this is where Raj, part of my French, this is where wrestling sucks. This is where wrestling needs Vince Russo because they don't understand <laughs> how ridiculous that looks. I'm a huge Charlotte fan, but when she and, and here's the problem. This is on her, but she's nobody tells her anything after the match, so she'll do it again. When she can't put Sasha away. And she's sitting there wasting time looking like she's about to cry. Mm -hmm. That's where a casual fan will look at wrestling and say, you idiot, get right back on her and pin her again. It's those little freaking things, Matt. But question then: Where's your where's the line in the sand that you draw with with story and entertaining entertainment? Because that was for me a very pivotal pivotal part of the match. She hit her with everything in the kitchen sink. I know we've seen it before. Everyone hits her finisher. The guy keeps kicking out, pulling your hair out. Oh my god, I can't believe this guy keeps kicking out of my shit. I understand that. But tonight, I thought she did it at the right time with the right face. Um, I don't know. I thought it was part of the story. And no you know what, Matt? I hear that, and and I. He, he, but here was the problem I had, bro. You saw it in every single no, match. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, saw, you saw Rollins act that way when he couldn't beat Balor. Yeah. I saw it so many times, and it's like, man, if the, I, I hate to, it, it's wrestling, so I hate to say this, but if this were real you would be right back on your freaking opponent. So I agree with you, Matt, and she she did it good, but when you're seeing it like every single time, it's just, 
I don't know. I, I just that really stood out to me tonight. It does feel like they need to like be like no, only one match this weekend yes. can can you kick out of a finisher, you know? Because when it's happening every match, I mean, oh, it happened yeah. to NXT last night too. It's like, man, it's just overdone. No one, you know, why do people even believe these finishes now? Because you know, the first time they hit their finisher, the guy's gonna kick out. Rod, you know what the funny thing is, bro? He, he, this is like the uh, this is the the um, pattern we've gotten in, and this really sucks, Raj. I can remember, I used to watch wrestling and be glued to my television set. Raj, now when there's a match, literally, I can go in my next room, and I'm, I'm hearing it on the TV, but I can have a cup of coffee, I could do this, and I'm hearing every kick out and false finish. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah. you know they're not going to end the match now. You, right. know, you know, so I, I can go do this, I can, they're going to false finish till about 15 minutes in. Then, then after 15 minutes is going to be a finish. But that's that's what they've created with all these kickouts and all these false finishes. You don't you you, you know when they're coming. Right. Yeah, I seen a like seen it with the AA. It shouldn't even. I, you know, it just doesn't even seem like that should be a finisher anymore because people just kick out right off the bat, which kind of leads us to the the next match. We had AJ Styles against John Cena, uh, and in my opinion, this was the the highlight of the night. Uh, I thought the match was great. Uh, Styles went over clean. Uh, this is the first time I can remember in, in forever that uh, someone has beaten Cena in two singles matches on on two pay-per-views. Uh, so you know, Cena uh, then took off his you know a big, one of his bands that said mm -hmm. "Never Give Up," put it put it down in the ring, mm -hmm. uh, symbolizing something. I'm not sure what. I know he's going to be filming American Grit soon, but he yeah. still got has you know some stuff scheduled. You know, s some wrestling appearances before that. Um, Vince, would you uh, let, let me shoot it to Matt? Matt, what'd you think of this match? Same thing. That was my favorite match of the night too, um, right behind Rollins' match. But um, very, very good. Um, good God, <laughs> those guys didn't leave anything out of that match. I mean, it, for me though, with the false finishes in this particular match, and John, especially because of John selling, you know, on his face, the, the zoom in on his facials, in between all of those, he sucked me in. He definitely sucked me in. He was not being Joe Cool, where he where he no sells everybody's finish and really doesn't make much of a facial reaction towards it, right? He was definitely in the moment, and he was definitely putting AJ over in the process by doing so. He definitely had his acting boots on tonight, big time, um, putting AJ over every time the camera zoomed in on him, just in disbelief that this kid was taking him bell to bell like he was. There's nothing he can do to put him down. I definitely got sucked into that. Yeah. Vince, uh, I, I know you probably had a problem with all the false finishes, but well, what, yeah, what of course. Cool, but that goes without saying. But yeah. you know, you know, Roger, a problem I have across the board, and you and I, we've spoke about this before. When, 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 when it's fifty-fifty booking, it's almost like the finish just you, 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 you're not building to the big pop. And I mean, you can look at so many guys on the court tonight. They beat AJ so much early. You know what I'm saying? And he lost so many matches early that mm -hmm. now when he beats Cena, it's like, okay, you know, the guy won some and the guy lost some. And there's not that, you know, th there wasn't the big build and the big anticipation. Th th I, I, f I felt the same exact way with, uh, with Ambrose and with, with Ziggler. They just they beat those guys so many times that now when they go into these big matches, you kind of feel like, well, there's a good chance they'll win. There's a good chance they may lose 
because of, of the 50-50 booking. And especially with AJ, man, I just wish they would have booked him a little stronger when he came into the company. I mean, I know Reigns beat him. There were a couple of losses off the bat. Whereas if they would have kept them strong and they would have protected them, a win over Cena would have just meant a lot more. And and, and real quick, Vince, and this is what what I was going to ask earlier. Um, the whole thing with fifty fifty booking, I understand like you can't have everyone winning all of their matches and and you know all the time and all that. But for the top guys, when you're pushing guys, it seems like there should be a, quite a few people that are protected that you're trying to move around on the card. Um, but like even back in the Attitude Era, when you had The Rock, uh, he he was losing all the time. What, do you remember like what was the mentality behind? Yeah, it's behind real that? easy because I'm watching it now, Raj. Raj, here's the problem. Here's mm. the problem. When you have stories, you can get away with beating a guy. Like in, in, in the realm of the story, it would make sense to beat him. And I'm watching the, the Rock lose some matches, but, you know, at the time they're involved with DX. Now Mark Henry and D'Lo are, are getting a little jealous of The Rock. So he's losing within the confines of the story. When there's no story, guys have to lose for, because they're not good enough. So, so there's no protection that's the problem. But we were able to beat Rock and beat Triple H and beat guys like that because there was a story, and within the story, it made sense. There was an excuse so you could protect the talent to some aspect. One very big point there, guys. Huge fan of the Attitude Era. Obviously, I still watch it all the time. Um, here's the thing. All of those screwjob finishes and run-ins and yada, yada, yada back then were very fresh. They weren't played out yet like they are today. We've seen everything there is known to man. We've seen it all. And fans for the last five to seven years, I'd say, have been bitching and moaning. We want to see clean finishes. We want to see clean finishes. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You can't use a screwy finish because we've seen every one of them. There's nothing exciting or enticing or anything about it. Um, back then... Those were pretty new. I remember being in the moment, you know, uh, and being pissed at the guy who came in and screwed the match up and wanting to see Rocket his hands on whoever screwed him in his finish, whether it, even China even would get involved when it was Triple H versus uh, Rock. He kept getting screwed over versus his matches with Triple H over and over and over, and I kept shelling out more and more money each pay-per-view because I wanted to see the Rock finally get a chance to go over. But he wasn't losing cleanly to Triple H. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. It, uh, but it just seemed like like someone like The Rock would lose all the time. Triple H, not so much. Steve Austin, you know, again, not so much. Um, Man, I, I've just seen the last couple of weeks that I've been watching Raj. Like we beat Taker twice. Yeah. But it's but but again, it was yeah. within the confines of the story. It was okay, you know. Right. Right. Um, up next, uh, the WWE Championship, and really, this was this was kind of a turning point on the show. I felt like because I felt like the crowd just kind of uh, they kind of lost the crowd uh, for the most part. I felt like after this match, because then we went yes. to uh, yeah, John Stewart uh, come out. Uh, oh God, man! Bro, I, you talk it, about like Roger. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but here's what blows me away. Like does the like is like I, I gotta hold Stephanie and 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 Triple H responsible for this too and Shane McMahon, but it's all because they live in the wrestling bubble. Do they have like no idea what's going on in wrestling? Like what the landscape is that with that atmosphere there in Brooklyn coming off of NXT, that's Brooklyn. 
that's the whole freaking city of Brooklyn. They're going to they crap all over John Stewart. Like, do they not know what they're dealing with? Ma- Maria Menudo's in the back. Like, I don't, I don't, they're, they're play, here's the thing. They're playing to the niche crowd. They're playing to that crowd. But then, oh, let's put John Stewart on the show. It's like, my God, like, what is wrong with you people? That was so awkward and so misplaced it wasn't even funny. Yeah, I, I mean, I know why they do it. They're going to get a bunch of, you know, right, uh, right. media showing. He those doesn't plans. have his own show anymore, though. He doesn't have the Daily Show anymore. Where is this going to be played? Well, he, well, uh, you know, like uh, Sports Illustrated and ESPN, they'll play clips of it. Um, and he does. He has a show coming up on HBO, but uh, it's besides the point. Uh, it just wrestling That's why fans. They do it. Yeah. And, but wrestling fans, they just hate celebrities. I mean, this is John Stewart in New York, and he's too. getting booed. You, you know, yeah, yeah, because yeah, they, you know, even when you could tell that they like the product, and you could tell John Stewart kind of somewhat follows yeah. it. You know, his yeah. son's a big fan, but they just don't want to see that. They see them as a waste of time, and I felt like yeah. that's, you know, Stewart. That stuff would have probably worked on the Daily Show, the material he was doing, but man, it died, and, oh. and no one cared, and it was just it was just silence, and mm-hmm. you know it was like when they had P Diddy on, and you know they had to put the New Day with him to kind of you know so he didn't get booed, they, you know they threw the New Day with him here, um, kind of had a, a nothing match with Gallows and, and Anderson, uh, the finish, you know they were gonna rack John Stewart, and then Big E came out DQ, and that was it. Um, Matt, uh, Matt, what'd you think of all this? This is the ultimate example of doing something with somebody that nobody gives a rat's you know what about. Nobody in the building cared about John Stewart. Nobody definitely they were chanting for John Stewart to get his nuts gnarled into the damn post. <laughs> they were cheering for it. <laughs> all right, so here's your but surpri- surprisingly, Biggie still did get a you know good little pop and a good reaction with it, with him coming back like that. My question is, if Biggie was healthy and able to come back, why did he wait until John Stewart was in trouble to come out tonight? Why wasn't he at ringside to begin with? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah why, didn't point, work, why didn't he work the match? That's a great point. Uh, Vince, what did you think? Like, what was the finish of this match? Did New Day got DQ'd because of Big E? Right. Yeah. yeah. He, I would almost be shocked. I, got, I just have to be honest with you, Roger. I would almost be shocked if they did not switch the tag titles tomorrow night on Raw. And I've been saying this all along. New Day does not need the tag no. team titles. They don't need them. Gallows and Anderson probably need them. I mean, again, I can't understand wasting titles on people that don't need them. I, I, I can almost guarantee you here they're going to put the titles on those guys tomorrow night on Raw. But then why did they just do it tonight? I, I, well, maybe they wanted to give Big E a big comeback, and yeah. it was it was their way out of you know the John Stewart gimmick, what whatever. But and also you got you got to keep in mind too, Raj, more people watch Raw than watch the pay per view. Yeah, you see what true. I'm saying? So they'll have more yeah. people watching tomorrow night. Right. Uh, up next, the WWE Championship match: uh, Dean Ambrose against Dolph Ziggler. Uh, the crowd just n- never really got into it. It did not feel like a WWE Championship match. Um, and, and I don't know. I just I personally felt like they didn't mesh that well. Uh, Matt, what'd you think? I just, just one point I wanted to make. It felt like an Intercontinental Title match. Two yeah. great hands. That's, that, that's a disrespectful term to use with those two, but that's what it felt like. That's the impression and the perception WWE presented tonight by putting those two in that match on that place on the card. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of the match itself? 
exactly what I expected it to be. Nothing crazy, nothing, you know, that, that blew my mind, you know. Yeah. Exactly what we said it would be. And Vince, what about you? Well, I got to be honest with you, Raj. I was, I was actually rooting in this match because I wanted Rollins to win so bad because I thought it would have been great that they gave big victories to Finn Balor. And oh then no, no, the team... uh, <laughs> we we're talking about Ambrose and Ziggler. Oh, oh, okay. I thought the other one talking about oh, Ambrose. Um, oh, now I, I got to rethink about this. Um, you know, the, the, you know. Again, it's it's what I said earlier, bro. Like the the problem I'm having with with these guys, or and especially Ambrose in that spot is, I've just seen these guys lose so many times. This is you know, um, and, and and Matt, come on, bro. You're a you're, and, and so is Raj. Guys, we go way way back. You know, like. You know, beginning with Bruno, the build was always this is the month Bruno's going to lose. This is the month, and he would never lose. Right. Then it was Hogan. This yeah. is the month Hogan's going to lose. Yeah. This, and, he, and Hogan would never lose. But then it was, you know, The Rock, and then it was Austin. Now, like I said, when you got the 50-50 booking, you set a precedent. Anybody can win or lose on any given night. To that, to me, it just takes something away. Yeah, and Ziggler was on the wrong end of those 50-50 bookings more times than not, unfortunately. Yes. They've killed him. Yeah, and it was more like 30-70 booking with Ziggler. And, and let me just remind uh, JBL, because JBL made a, a very boneheaded uh, a comment during this match, and i got to call him out for it, because i got to remind Mr. JBL of something, because I know they uh, watched uh, my this show uh, in, in Connecticut, Raj, because they steal a lot of my ideas, to be honest with you. But I want to say this for JBL. When Ambrose and, and Ziggler were in the ring, he took a shot at uh, Diaz and McGregor from last night. He said, at least all wrestlers look like adults. Okay? <laughs> and I hate to break the news to JBL, but when he said that, all I could think about was a little, a little ditty uh, called uh, A Brawl for All, uh, where JBL's eyes rolled in the back of his head when Bart Gunn hit him square in the face. <laughs> so if I'm, if I'm JBL, I don't think I want to be taking shots at Ewan McGregor. <laughs> now, really, that, that that actually brings up a good point. A lot of people in the YouTube chat are also asking about it. What do you guys think of the commentary Wait, tonight? First of all, first of all, the, the people in the chat room asking about who the hell you and McGregor is. More importantly, he's an actor, right? <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, bro. Come on, they're both McGregor. Hey, Matt, don't be a wise guy. All right. <laughs> Yeah, what what'd you what you guys think of the announcing? Uh, Matt, first to you. Uh, you know, overall Raw versus SmackDown, show. and and just just if one side had the edge. That Corey and, Gra that Corey Graves is light years uh, better than everybody else on there. I love Corey Graves. I, I love him. I wish he did. They, they had him on more. Yeah, and uh, and Same Vince. With Vince, what do you think? Well, you know, I'm a I'm a big fan fan of Ronaldo over there. I'm a big I can't believe he's not doing it. He, uh, that Michael Cole's doing it and not it. I love yeah. the guy. He, bro, you know what was great? I'm glad you brought that up, Raj, because yeah. let me let me tell you what I saw that I thought was phenomenal. There was a big spot in one of the matches, and I don't even remember what it was, but you could see the announces in the background. What's his name? Mario Rinaldi? What is it? Mario Rinaldi. Same thing. And Mario Rinaldi, you could see it in the background. The announcers, Raj, the announcers weren't supposed to be on camera, right? Bro, the guy got so excited, he stood up out of his seat. 
and was called oh, wow. me out. And I said, that's, that's, cool. that's what they're freaking missing. And I that that was one of the best things I saw on the show, that the guy was so freaking into it and yep. so into the action. Meanwhile, I listen to Michael Cole. I'm, 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 I'm looking in the closet for nooses over here every Monday night. <laughs> and they got this guy sitting on the sideline that gets so excited yeah. about the product. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I think he'd be better served on Raw because Raw Definitely. is a three-hour show and it just drags. And his the enthusiasm yes. he has, you know, would just would just help so much. Um, but yeah, so so there was that uh, Dean winning, Dean winning clean. Uh, any any thoughts on that, guys? Not even worth talking about. That was predictable. Yeah. Uh, well, you yeah. know the thing you got to ask yourself too, Raj, at the end of that match. And let's face it, we, you know, Dean needs a little help as a champion. Like we've got to, we've mm. got to convince people he's worthy. What does beating Dolph Ziggler at SummerSlam do for Dean Ambrose? Right. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. It doesn't do anything for either one of them. Yeah, it, it 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 was a throwaway match because now they got SmackDown pay per views coming. They don't want to waste AJ on Dean yet. Uh, but yeah, it, it it did nothing. This is going to be forgotten. But uh, also, it, it, they could have done something with Ziggler, turn him heel, have him attack yeah. Ambrose before, make it interesting, give him a, a fresh coat of paint because he's just been doing the same thing for a long time. Yep. Um, and then you had Shane McMahon, Daniel Bryan before this match uh, come out there. Uh, next we had what was next? Oh, Alexa Bliss. Uh, and Natalia and their mystery partner against Becky Lynch, Naomi, and Carmella. Um, then uh, Alexa Bliss and Natalia. I mean, they did the Eva Marie entrance, but uh, kind of uh, put it off like she uh, that she she couldn't handle the fans uh, being mean to her. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Nikki Bella returned, and she was on the heel side. And even though she got one of the biggest pops of the night. Uh, uh, that was a big, probably the biggest moment of this match. But uh, what'd you guys think? I didn't. I thought it was a, another waste of space type match. I hate to sound so disrespectful to the talent in the ring because they're all good. But again, it's WWE's job to make me care, and I did not care at all about this match. It was a throwaway match, a bookend, you know, a, a meat of the sandwich type bookended match to get us down for the next match that was supposed to come out next afterwards and it did it did it kind of did that you know but the crowd was dying by this part of the night anyway yeah vince i know you're a big nikki bella fan what'd you think well first of all i do want to say this and again but of course no story no explanation no nothing of course but i i i think naomi's entrance is really cool you know let me say that and i like all of these girls i like them all mm -hmm. raj see yeah. people get confused when vince talks about you know the talent and characters that that that's where i get my heat from so i, I gotta i gotta be clear and say characters but, you know, Raj, when every girl is coming out, I swear to God, this is what I'm sitting. Watch this match over. I'm sitting here saying, okay, what's her story? What's her story? Mm -hmm. what's her? None of them have a story. None of them. None of them. Not, not, not one. And I just, again, every week it's a different combination of these girls with no yeah. story. I, I don't know. But I got to give Nikki Bella credit. Hey, Matt, what's the worst injury you ever had? And then, you know, you, you had to get back in the ring. I've had two stingers where your whole left side of your body goes numb. Right. Um, but honestly, I had a uh, staph infection in my left rear deltoid that I didn't even tell you guys about. 
I left the hospital the day of the pay-per-view with it bandaged up, and I kept my T-shirt on my whole entire match versus Abyss, um, eating a black hole slam, being slammed right on it. Oh. And it was the worst pain ever. Um, but, again, it was a staph infection, and that's something that's pretty serious. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's probably the worst. But I got to tell you, like, Nikki Bella, like, broke man, I, 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 yeah, I, yeah, I'm such a wussy. Like, if I if I broke my neck and had her money and had her future and had her looks, like, I, I, can't, <laughs> yeah. even, I can't even imagine stepping in a wrestling ring again. Like, like give me one good reason right. why. The only reason is she freaking loves it. Right. But, man, to get back in a ring after a broken neck, that, that's, that, that says a lot, man. And yep. yeah, and especially where she's at. I mean, she doesn't need the money, uh, right? You know, she's and she she busts her ass. She really tries. Yeah, you know, she man. really yeah, works. She, she works hard a lot. And she same, as, I got to say this about Naomi too. She did a lot of cool athletic stuff in this match. Yeah. I thought she looked. Pretty she's on. She's. You know what, bro? She may be one of the most underrated people on the roster. She's yeah. she's phenomenal, man. She really is. People are reminding me that I missed the Intercontinental Title match between uh, the Miz and Apollo Cruz. Eh. Eh. Um, no, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about enough of that. Uh, real quick before we go on, uh, we got to talk about our sponsors, and of course, DDP Yoga, who's been sponsoring the show for a while. The who's who of the wrestling business uses DDP Yoga. You just look at Mick Foley, look at AJ Styles, how great he looked tonight, uh, and and you know he came back from his back injury, was using DDP Yoga. Uh, so. Try out DDP Yoga, specifically their awesome Max Pack, used by the likes of Styles and tons of other WWE stars who love using DDP Yoga. You can get a special offer with three months of the app free at ddpyoga.com slash wrestlinginc. And also, as always, The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, a great film, is available on iTunes, Google Play, PlayStation, Amazon, and Vudu. So make sure to check that out and tweet DDP Yoga to let them know that we sent you. Um, also, as always, Trendy Butler, our longtime sponsor, a fantastic clothing service that I've used. Uh, they do all the work for you. You select a style profile, and Trendy Butler has a stylist hand-picked clothes that cater to you. Uh, even better, for only $65, you get over $150 in designer clothes. So make sure you use the code WRESTLING10 when you sign up, and you get $10 off. You'll look, you'll look fly if you use the service. And I said looking fly, and I, I can't really pull that off, but... <laughs> TrendyButler.com and follow them online on uh, Twitter at TrendyButler. Uh, so we we got past the Intercontinental Title match. Uh, what did we have next? Uh, so they moved the uh, so they had the WWE Universal Championship match here. Uh, people in the comment section, real quick, want to get your thoughts on what what did you think of the belt? Any 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 thoughts on that? You're really asking us this? Yeah. It was so shiny and glorious. Oh, my God. It was a belt. It was a belt that looks just like the other one, but it's red. I thought it looked too much like the women's championship. Like, I didn't tell them apart. Like, uh, you know, it, it, I guess I just missed the old school, the, the eagle one that Macho Man Hogan used to have back in the day. Uh, but I, I just I just felt like this belt was very uh, – it just looks like the others. Um but then we went to the match, Finn Balor, uh, Finn Balor and Seth Rollins for the Universal Championships. Uh, Finn Balor, huge pop, you know, for his entrance, got out there, and then uh, once the match started, I felt like the the, the crowd just kind of died, and it was just kind of there until the finish. Um, Vince, what did you think? Well, I was I was saying earlier I went off uh, schedule here, but I was rooting so bad 
for Rollins to win because I was sitting here saying if Finn Balor beats Roman Reigns and Rusev in one night and then the Demon King loses his first match, like how tremendous would that have I that I right there I might have retired from the wrestling business forever. So I was really, really pulling for Rollins to win the match. I was saying, can they can they possibly be that stupid? That they that that, that Finn Balor wins but you know what problem I'm having with this rush? And again, let me make this clear to everybody. I don't want people from freaking Ireland to start, you know, writing me hate mail and I'm a racist because I don't like Irish people. Here's the problem I'm having with this. Matt, I think you can relate to this. Here's the problem I'm having. When you had characters special like this, okay, the two that immediately come to mind are Undertaker and the Ultimate Warrior. Okay, when Undertaker and the Ultimate Warrior came to the ring, like in their matches, they were the Undertaker and the Ultimate Warrior. If you got one or two things in, or if they sold one or two things, but they were the character. This is the problem I'm having with the Finn Balor character. They do this freaking great entrance. Okay, first of all, he should never take off the headgear gimmick. I, I don't know why he takes that all. But secondly, once the bell rings, I'm seeing Finn Balor wrestle. There's no difference between the Demon King and Finn Balor other than he wears the makeup. There's no difference. He sells, he grimaces. There's no, you're seeing Finn Balor wrestle. That's why it does not work for me at all. You know, Bruce Banner becomes the Incredible Hulk. Everybody can kick, can kick Bruce Wayne's ass. When he's Batman, it's a different story. It would be like freaking Bruce Wayne mixing it up with, with the Joker. He'd get his butt kicked. He doesn't transform into this larger-than-life demon. He's the same guy. That's why I, I'm not getting it. I, you know, I, I got to admit, I agree with you. I, I find the whole transformation thing corny when he wrestles exactly the same. Right. Yeah. There are, okay, there are, I'll play devil's advocate. There are small differences. If you guys are watching the in-ring stuff, he is 10 times more aggressive in his work. 10 times more. But yes, he is selling and some of his, some of his, you know, familiar offensive moves are the same. This is true. But again, he's very—he's not some big jacked-up guy. Ultimate Warrior worked not just because of the face paint, but because of the ridiculous build he had, the muscles. Um, Taker, seven feet tall, looked like a real shoot Undertaker, but at seven feet tall, three hundred pounds, he looked like a badass. Um, Finn Balor is not going to be able to start choke slamming people and sitting up and no selling everything. That, that won't work for his character. So well, they've got to find, they've gotta find then, a happy medium. Well, then, Matt, I got to ask you the question. That's a great point, but I got to ask you a question. Does then does that character fit for a guy like this? That's the million dollar question. I, I, I saying it right now. That's what makes me think of it. I, I don't think. I really don't. Or they've got to do a much better job of to giving him something. Okay where he can no-sell and do the things that we expect somebody that's from beyond wherever the hell he's from um, to make it more, let her lose, lose our, um, our, build our suspension of disbelief, you know? Um, whatever that something is. He's not big enough to be just no-selling people's stuff. 
Um, I agree. Right. Well, um, well yeah, I, I don't think he has to be this big monster or anything, but what if, what if he just always did talking about powers either, special powers and stuff. I don't right, know. but what if he was just always the demon character? I mean, he doesn't have to do the full body paint every match, but just the face. So it's not like this this transformation gimmick where you're not really seeing much of a trans... You know, I mean, you're saying you do notice some stuff in the ring, but ultimately but it's not all that different. Here's the biggest thing they're going to run into. What happens people paying for money to see the Demon King and they're well, getting Finn Balor? Well, Matt, you know what's worse than that, bro? Bro, back that up one step, Matt. Matt, the music is the same. So can you imagine if you go to a live event and they hit Finn Balor's music and Arthur Fonzarelli comes out? I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 and, and, and let's face it, guys. A lot, a lot of kids would dig that character. So that that's what boggles my mind. It, they yeah. have the same music. So if you're in an event, they hit Baylor's music, and Baylor comes out, and not the Demon King. Well, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I think you should just do it all the time. I agree. You know, you I don't agree. have it. You don't have it. Mark Calloway, and then at pay per views, he shows up as the Undertaker. I, I, right. I, I agree to that point. Um, and yeah, I know that the makeup does take a long time, uh, but you know you could do uh, smaller versions of it and not have to be so intricate. On, hey, let me you know, tell you something, and Raj and Matt can Matt can verify this. Somebody wrote to me that the the makeup takes six to eight hours every time he gets put on. I hate to break the news to everybody out there. That's how long every single girl on the roster takes six <laughs> to eight hours. Matt, am I yeah, right? Definitely, it's an no all day affair. There's no difference. <laughs> well, fair enough. That's a good point. Uh, so, Matt, is this how? Do you think they went with the right choice with going with Finn uh, for the yeah. first title holder? I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry to step on you there, Raj. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because you know, we talked before this match. You know, the conundrum they're about to face. You have you have him with a rocket ship up his you know what right now at the moment, right? Going into tonight's match, uh, talking about Finn. So, they have that. Then the other half of it is. I like to see the babyface chase the heel champion, especially a slimy, dastardly, slip-on-a-banana-peel-type heel like Rollins can be. Rollins was not like some really tough champion. He was a champion who was always winning by the skin of his teeth. So that would have been entertaining to see Finn chase. Unfortunately, they launched him out the way they did, so they had to keep going with what they did. And tonight, there was no there was no if and buts about who had to win tonight. Yeah. And, uh, and and what about the crowd reaction? Do you think it was more oh, that it, at this point? Out. Nothing against them. Those guys were doing some incredible stuff in there that that crowd generally likes. But this is another example of what happens when we don't maybe give them enough to sink their teeth into. And we said the build to this was not good yeah. going into this. This build was not good at all. The build was in, let's be honest, the build was in seeing the Demon King's entrance. They saw it. They were over it. All right, up next, we went to Roman Reigns and Rusev. I don't know what the hell this was. Um, they just did a 20-minute match on Raw, clean finish, and then they they do the angle here, pretty much. And uh, no match. The, Roman Reigns just kind of beats uh, Rusev down, and, and the match is called off, and he hits the spear on the outside, which we've seen before. Um, it, I just... I just found this just bizarre. Uh, Vince, what would you think? Was the main event after this... Uh, yeah. There, and there was nothing sandwiched in the middle, right? No, this was it. It was Well, that was there. especially w when you had these two finishes back-to-back. -back, yeah, no less, exactly. Which doesn't make any sense because it goes back to exactly what Matt said before. You know, you could have you could have brought Ambrose and, and uh, Ziggler, you know, later on in the show. I mean, it just... 
to do those two type of finishes back to back. Now I know again, if this were real, what once in a while that would happen. But I mean, I thought the the finish was so weak, and then it made it really weak when I saw the finish of the last match. Some people were asking if this was a double turn. It didn't seem that way to me. Uh, what what do you think, Matt? I honestly can't comment on it. This was the one match that I did miss tonight. Oh, right, so. right, right. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, Vince, did it seem that way to you? No, I can't. Um, they, they're going to turn Rusev and Lana babyface? I mean, come on. It, it's still Vince. He's he's still trying to get <laughs> Reigns over as a babyface. And he didn't want to hurt Rusev because they just beat him on TV, which makes no sense. So he didn't want to beat Rusev twice. He wanted to protect Rusev, and he wanted to get Reigns over because Reigns is still the, the his babyface. It just... I, again, uh, you do the match already, and then don't do it at the pay per view. Usually, it should be the other way around. I, this, 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 this is what happens when you turn seventy, Raj. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's, apparently, somebody thought it was a good idea. And yeah, to your point, Vince. Then we moved to Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton match they've been building up uh, since before UFC 200. Uh, they had the promo during UFC 200. Uh, they're building it up as this larger-in-life match. Now, I got to admit, I thought this was a cool finish if you hadn't d just done the same thing with Roman Reigns and Rusev, where you kind of had a non-finish referee stopping the match. Um, but it was different. It was violent. It felt real, which you don't get much of. It just made Brock just seem like a crazy badass. Um, but, you again, if, if you had not just done that, and maybe if you had put this earlier in the card and then you finished with Finn and, and Seth Rollins... So you had a match with an actual finish. Uh, but, Matt, what do you think? First of all, I, I called this almost exactly. I said Brock was going to go in there and hand Randy his ass the entire match. Randy's going to be underneath the entire match, being suplex everywhere. Everyone knows that. But, and then Randy will hit one out of nowhere. It'll look like a believable false, and um, that'll be it for Randy. He'll lead an F5 or two, and then he'll be done. Um I didn't see this finish happening. And why this I did like this finish, and I think it works, because you need to remember, Raj, what was the end-all, be-all of this story? What was their ultimate story and goal they were looking to tell here tonight? That that mother you-know-what is one bad mamma-jamma, that he could eat, sleep, and drink and ass-kickings over and over and over and over to anybody who he dares get in the ring with. Okay, That dude walked out of that arena tonight as, again, the baddest man on the planet. In a worked environment, they made me believe that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like right. that—that's their—that was their end-all, be-all goal, to make him look like the biggest badass on the planet and give that—that that innate feeling that he's the only one that gives me when I watch that show, to, to, to like the tenth degree tonight. Like again, like that looked real to me. Like what he did with Orton, we split his head open. That was real. That really happened. And him not giving a you-know-what, that was the best part of it. Him in the corner, I wish they would have zoomed in closer on his face. He couldn't have cared at all. Yeah, giving an F5 to Shane McMahon. I, thought, I, I mean, I thought that was great. Vince? Uh, all right, Raj, let me tell you how I once again could save the WWE. Because there's only, there's only one thing that they could possibly do to make sense out of this. I heard what Matt says, and I don't disagree with Matt on his points, but Matt has to remember there's a whole other side to this, and there's a whole other precedent here. Here's the whole other precedent. The whole other precedent is Brock Lesnar just won his last UFC fight. 
So first and foremost, if I really want to get across that wrestlers are tougher than UFC fighters, because the wrestling is in competition with UFC, whether they want to admit it or not, if I want to set the precedent that wrestlers are tougher than UFC fighters, I'm not going to have the same guy that beat a UFC fighter beat my top guy into oblivion. That's number one. Wait, let me finish. I want to point out a couple things. That's number one. Number two, we still have the cloud looming over Brock Lesnar's head. He failed the freaking drug test at UFC. He failed He failed the piss test at UFC. Now, here's what saves the day. If I'm the WWE, but they're not even capable of thinking this way because it's the 70-year-old guy. It's the whole thing. It's it's the daughter who's an he- egomaniac. It's the son-in-law who wants the father-in-law to drop dead. It's that whole so- soap opera going on. Raj, can you imagine if news breaks tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon at about 12 o'clock, as a, as, as a work, which nobody has to know, that they drug tested Brock Lesnar after the match and he failed his drug test and he's suspended for 30 days. That's the only thing that could save what they did. And I got to tell you, if I'm if I'm <laughs> if I'm Morton, if I'm Morton, that's my freaking promo tomorrow night. Drug test his ass. Drug test. He failed at UFC. You didn't freaking do anything about it. I guarantee you, the guy was jacked to the gills. It wasn't an even playing field. Test his ass before he leaves this building tonight and have Brock Lesnar fail the test. Now they got a freaking story, bro. But you you have a guy, a guy just showed you that, you know, not only are wrestlers not as tough as UFC fighters, but they're freaking less tough than UFC fighters because I made this guy bleed like a sieve. I love that Orton coming out the next day. Um, and talk about testing him, testing him, he cheated, that kind of thing. That's great. But here's the thing to remember. They don't view Brock as some UFC, they being the McMahons and the writing staff. They view Brock as one of their own, whether you know you guys like it or not. He can, They consider Brock theirs. Um, if this if this was little little shit Conor McGregor coming in here, you know, which my you-know-what freaking weighs more than, um, if he came in and went over on one of our wrestlers, absolutely. That's a horrible precedent being set, and that's the opportunity to drop a UFC fighter with one of our guys. But Brock Lesnar is so much more than just some UFC fighter. He is a WWE original to a lot of, you know, especially to, to the McMahons. They'll always think he Can is. Can you imagine if, 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 if Orton came out tomorrow night and basically said, you know that roid rage that everybody talks about? Well, that's exactly what you witnessed last night, and 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 him basically, literally, go out there with a lawyer and say, if you don't test his ass, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna hire an attorney, and we'll make sure he gets tested. I mean, can you? I mean, but they they don't even think in that in in, in that element. I admit, I mean, it would get people talking. It'd be something very different. But Vince doesn't. I mean, I wouldn't think Vince would want a drug test storyline, okay. you know, no. to uh, on his TV. Have you have you ever pitched one to him? Well, before? I gotta tell you something, Raj. If that's the if that's the case then why are you putting it out there last week that three people failed the drug test? If, if, if Eva Marie went away for 30 days or Del Rio or Paige went away for 30 days and you didn't say anything, we, we, we could all assume till the cows came home. Why would you say that? And he, here's something that blows me away. Matt, how do you feel about this as one of the boys? I cannot understand the logic of this. 
they they publicly say three people were suspended for failing a, a, a wellness test, right, Matt? They publicly, it's everywhere. We all know. But they want to protect everybody's privacy by not telling us what they failed for. <laughs> Have you like is that the Matt as a worker and Matt you you know you're you're freaking yeah. intelligent like nobody bullshit over you bro would 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 you not be out of your mind if we're going to let the world know that you did it but we're going to protect your privacy by not telling them what you did I'll give you a great example. Roman. Roman did not fail because of steroids. He looks like somebody who may have failed because of steroids if somebody told me he failed a drug test. So my perception was, oh, he must have been popped for steroids. He was yeah. popped for freaking Adderall. I'm not saying it's okay to take without a prescription, but it's not steroids. Um, I, if I'm him, I would want that information out there in that circumstance. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and, exactly. and, and, and then if he puts it out on his own, he's going to get himself in trouble with the company. Like, what's his name? The guy you had on your show a few uh, months back. Yeah. Adam Rose. Adam Rose, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the Adderall thing. Yeah, yeah, that, that, is, a, that is a great point. Uh, you're going halfway with this privacy bit. And especially, like, you know, the Eva Marie thing was Adderall, too. Uh, you yes. know, Adderall, again, I'm not saying Adderall is good, but it's not as bad as, I mean, it, it's a prescription drug as opposed to a uh, an, a completely legal drug. I'm what not, what is know. that? What is that Adderall again, guys? Tell me Something you need. It helps you pay attention uh, closer. It helps you have, like laser-like focus. And in some cases, if you take more than one, it could give you some like like a, a cocaine high, uh, um, a lot of energy. So well. I need I need to get a prescription for Adderall to take during RAW. Is that what you're saying? It, 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 yes, because <laughs> it's an it's an ADD drug. Yeah, I'll get on that tomorrow. Okay. But they say it's like a PED too, a PED as well, right? Like the how cocaine does rush that I'm explaining to you guys. That that's okay. how I, I've known I'm an addict. I've been sober almost ten years. Oxy and hydrocodone on you work a certain way. They probably put you to sleep. For me, because my brain is the way it is and I'm an addict, it gives me this cocaine rush, this Superman feeling. I'll be up I'd be up like vacuuming my house at two AM. I would not sleep. I'd go to the gym for four hours. I it, it, it's not like a steroid, but it all it kinda gives you the energy, almost like one in some cases, if you abuse Adderall. Um, meaning taking more than the prescribed amount. Yeah, and, and and Matt, real quick, like this week, you know, to Vince's point, he was bringing up Alberto Del Rio, Page, uh, Eva Marie, all, all mm -hmm. failing drug tests, you know, within within a, you know a day. Um, are these when you were there? Did these drug tests come in waves? Did they just test everybody and then nobody for like six months or because uh, you you did have Roman a couple months ago, but it just right. seems like all of a sudden you didn't hear anything for a while, then all of a sudden you'll hear like Connor and Adam Rose, then you don't hear anything. Now you got three, right. so it just seems it, it just seems odd. It obviously has to be all legit. They, they can't just do that. They can't just doctor gimmick these people family, right, right, obviously. Right. No, but obviously. but to my understanding with Roman, he did have a prescription and he did give it in and I don't know what happened with that honestly. Um but when I was there it was much different. I'm not saying they encouraged steroids because they definitely did not. Jim Ross, I remember I, I started to take them my first year. He had no knowledge of this, but I remember him looking at me and saying, You're a big, you know, you're a big hoss, you do not need that crap. You need to look more like an athlete, like when we first recruited you. You don't need to be this big. You're only gonna get hurt. So if anything, they were kinda countering it back then, but it wasn't necessarily on our test per se back then um, that didn't get like it did until you know the whole Chris Benoit you know murder suicide thing happened hey right. you know I was talking to somebody Raj just on Friday who who works there <clears throat> I'm not gonna mention any names but they told me this that th they get tested all the freaking time all mm -hmm. the time all the time and also 
from what I understand, those three got busted when they were over in Australia. Is that correct? I don't think they mentioned when it happened. Yeah, I, th I think what happened, bro, was the reason why all three of them got busted was because there was actually a drug test overseas, and they, they rarely test overseas. So I, I think the people, I think Paige Del Rio, I think, I think the drug test was a little surprised because it was outside of the country. That's what I gather. Okay, that's interesting. Um, and Matt stepped away for a second, but Vince, uh, what, what were your overall thoughts of this pay-per-view, and, and what would you rate it? Um, you know, again, the, the work, I, I take nothing away from the work rate at, at all. My, my problem is with the characters, with the work rate. I'll give it. I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll give it a seven. Uh, Matt, what about you? How would you rate this pay-per-view on a scale of uh, one to ten? One to ten. <sighs> they were on track for a solid eight and a half until it just felt too long. Um, because it felt it was too long, I, I'd go with about seven and a half. Gotcha. Yeah, and and I kind of agree. I, I I'd go in that level. There's no reason you need to make these pay-per-views six hours, no. you know, with the kickoff show. It uh, especially when three, you know, two and a half hours are are the matches that actually mean something. Um, also, uh, real quick, I wanted to touch on NXT that took place na last night. Matt, I know you saw it. How would you compare the two shows, NXT Takeover last night and, another, and this? Another great example of less is more. You know. Um, less time, but yet they find themselves more time in the ring to tell these stories, um, which is very ironic. Um, but it's definitely better the two brands by far still. Um, so it's going to show you it's not just the stars of NXT in the past, you know, these, these, these grizzled indie workers that made the company. It's the way they're booking the entire show, the feel of the show, um, the flow of the show, most importantly. It has a great flow to it. Right, and Vince, I know you didn't watch it, but uh, you know Bobby Roode, someone you've worked with. Uh, you know he he uh, he made his kind of his big debut. He he's appeared on TV before. Uh, what are your thoughts on Bobby Roode, and do you think that he should just be brought to the main roster? Oh my God, I mean, Matt Matt could tell you, man. You you talk about Raj, a pros pro. Like I mean, Matt, right? I mean, come yeah. on, Matt. If there was one guy outside of like a Kurt or somebody I was just like that, say that, cards, that, him. that had never been there before. Let's put it that way. I mean, yep. like, come on. He he is the guy. I would pick him over everybody as yep. he needs to be on the WWE roster. It, it does. It is a problem with NXT in the sense that they want to keep it a hot brand, and to do that, you got to have these, you know, top guys like mm -hmm. you know Shinsuke Nakamura, Samoa Joe. But the the main roster needs them. So, but if you took out all the guys that are ready for the main roster, then NXT kind of sucks. So you know, it's kind of like that that uh, that conundrum. But you know, at the same time, NXT doesn't make the money, and the main roster does. Rod, you forgot the biggest. Uh, you forgot, I, which I think was the highlight of the entire six-hour night, which you forgot. The Colonel Sanders and and the Miz, Miz the Chicken. No, I did not. I did not see that. It <laughs> happened right. within the. It happened within SummerSlam. Ah, oh, what was that? Stephanie found the situation to once again bury a talent. Bury somebody. <laughs> uh, she buried. She buried. Uh, what's his name? What's it got? John who? John Stewart. John Stewart. Yeah. No, they, John Stewart had no comeback. You know, he kowtowed <laughs> to Steph. I thought that was tremendous. That even a spot in the pay per view we could not escape. 
<laughs> That's a good point. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, one more question, Samoa Joe. Where would you put him, Vince, if 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 he's brought on the main roster? I I hate to say this. I I, I I'm not, I'm not even going to say it because I'm going to get myself in trouble. I don't see them putting him on the main roster. What? I don't. I don't. Vince. I don't. Are you nuts? Nope. How long has he been in NXT, Matt? Okay, but said when it's how, how, how long can say the same thing about Finn Balor. He's not how, been there longer than Finn Balor was there. Bro, I I'm I'm I I, Finn think, I, I think Joe has not gone up to NXT for a reason, and I'm not gonna say because I'm just I'll be bombarded by freaking NXT people. And I'll say I, it for you. you and I don't want to deal with it. I know what you're saying. And I and I don't want to deal with it, and I've okay. not said it, and I'm not going to say it. But knowing Vince McMahon, there is a reason. I think it, hmm, I think Kevin Owens has proof that they're thinking differently now. You know what I mean? Different shapes, sizes. As long as the guys can go in the ring, people will pay to see them. I think that's all they're caring about right now. I didn't say anything about shape or size you did. Right. <laughs> and Matt, you've worked with Silvoa Joe. Absolutely uh, will be on that roster and absolutely will be a big star. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, last thing, Matt, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on the Conor McGregor-Nate Diaz fight last night at UFC 202. Holy crap, this was awesome. Um, these two stood and banged the entire time, man, and they just stood and punched the entire five rounds, which was incredible to watch. But the one thing that really irked me a little bit was toward the end when McGregor gets on the mic after claim. by the way, going in the fight, he said he was going to knock the kid out in, by the second round. No later than did all this snap, you know, all this, all this crap talking all week, how he's going to annihilate him, all this other stuff. It took him five rounds and at the end of the fifth round, he was getting his ass handed to him by Diaz. Diaz mounted him, was punching him. He was in the winning position at that moment. Um, anyways, McGregor gets on the mic at the end of the fight. What does he say? He goes, "If that just proves right there that the mother effing king is back. He's entertaining. I'll always pay to watch his fights because he does entertain me. But dude, there was nothing about no king being back there tonight. There was a 145-pound leprechaun in the middle of the ring running his lap, yap like he always does. And he did it at the end of... A stabbing after a shooting, if you will. There was no big clip that he hit Diaz with or knocked him out or anything like that. That's the kind of comment you make when it's a one-sided event, and that was not one-sided. He hardly got out of there with a victory. Yeah, and Vince, Vince is uh, returning to TV, right, Vince? Yeah, we, I, yeah, this is a shoot too, bro. And as a matter of fact, like I'm finding it hard to believe because it happened like real, real, real quickly. But I've been working with a company here in Colorado called Rocky Mountain Pro. And uh, I was approached literally just this past week about getting having the opportunity to bring the show on TV. Uh, and you know, Raj, TV deals like don't happen like that. And I don't care what the what the network is, they don't happen. So uh, we were approached by a, uh, a network. It's called Hunt TV. H U N T. It's a guy's network. Hunt TV. They're on the Dish Network, they're on Roku, they're on Amazon Fire TV, they're on Chromecast. It's an audience of 44 million people, but uh, we are going to have a show on their network literally beginning the beginning of October. Well, congrats on that. And how, how can people yeah, find congratulations, it? Congratulations, Vince. Uh, yeah, well, there'll, there'll be a lot more out on it between now and then. But, you know, like I said, I mean, if you go to Dish TV or if you go to Hunt TV, you'll be able to uh, find out the details. The first show is probably going to be, I believe, October 9th. 
All right. Well, congrats on that. And, guys, great show. And uh, we'll see you guys back. We'll see both of you back on uh, what's the next pay-per-view? I'm already forgetting. No Mercy in, in a couple of weeks. And, Matt, we'll see you tomorrow night. See you guys. Good seeing you again, Vince. Good Take job, care, guys. Matt. Thanks, bud. Thank you all. All right. Take care, guys.